what's up my greats hope everybody's well um this is another episode of the manny d rosa podcast i am obviously manny d rosa <laughs> how's it going people today i want to talk about um we talk about physical activities and spiritual activities and i want to talk about i want to focus on how making money and owning a business is a spiritual activity a lot of people think and look at it as a physical activity because they look they focus more on the tasks all the little tasks that you have to um, get through in order to run your business but um it's actually a spiritual activity owning a business making money specifically is a spiritual activity um first of all <laughs> let's put to rest this drives me crazy when people try to make a point and they cherry pick and i said i said this before in a previous episode when they cherry pick something from the bible and instead of looking at the the whole chapter or the whole book or the premise of the whole book um they want to cherry pick one little verse and leave out what the verse is about and use that to make a point or they'll omit a part of what they're saying to make the point or they'll literally change a word or leave out a word just to give it a different definition for the sake of their narrative so to speak so that that drives me crazy so let's put to rest first of all that whole notion that money is the root of all evil and they try to say that that's what it says in the bible when actually that's not what it says in the bible If you look at Paul's first letter to Timothy, the Bible warns us that it's the love of money that is the root of all kinds of evil. So you can't love God and love money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You have to live life through God's word and that will lead you to the money. You can't love money and worship money and worship gold and worship, you know, those kind of valuable things. There's a huge difference in the message there. <laughs> Then they try to paint the picture, like even even in some churches, and I hate to say this, but even in some churches, like we try to paint this narrative that to be spiritual, to be religious, to be Christian, you have to be poor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Which is totally the opposite of what the Bible says. If you look at, I mean, shoot, King Solomon was the wealthiest man in the world, wisest man in the world, and um, he kind of helped write the book of Proverbs. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Which is my, actually my favorite, has always been since I was a teenager, always been my favorite book in the Bible. If money is bad, then, I mean, look at the book of Genesis. God put gold in the Garden of Eden and proclaimed it to be good. Now, why why did he put gold? I mean, Adam and Eve, there was no shopping strips, no malls, no restaurants, no banks. But he put it there so further down the line, um, he can teach us how to be good stewards with money, with gold, with, you know, with those valuable things and and how to be in service of each other. That was important to him from day one, (laughs) from the beginning. I want to say from day one. I don't think he did that in day one, but important to him from the very beginning one of the ways we know that owning a business is a spiritual activity is because sometimes we have a calling to our business a lot of us um, a lot of people i meet they were called by god to be in this type of business you know a lot of times it's a calling from god to be in the type of business that you're in (laughs) you know and some of us realize it and some of us don't even realize it We go through the notion of like, oh, I just feel like I was meant to do this. Yeah, because it was kind of a calling from God. (laughs) 
Um, another way is is up to us to look at uh, look at God's gifts to us. Look at something that we love. There's everybody has that something that we love to do. Maybe it's a hobby. Uh, maybe it's something that just comes natural to us, where other people have to work at being good at this thing, and you just <laughs> with no practice, you're good at it. That's God's gift to you. You have to look at it as that's God's gift to you. Look at uh, stuff that you would do for free because you love doing it so much. I always use the example. I'm a basketball fan. So uh, I always use the example of a basketball player that played throughout high school and throughout college and never made it to the league. You know, he went and got a regular job in corporate America or whatever. And his love of basketball never went away. But you'll find him every weekend at the Y <laughs> playing pickup games because he can't get away. Basketball, he loves it so much. It has to be part of his life. Even though he's not making millions and millions of dollars off of it, he still has to play. You know, like when you have that love of something, then you have to figure out how to turn that into a business. You have to take those things that come easy to you, those take those things that you love and turn it into some income producing business. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we all i believe that we all have a natural ability at something and again i'm a basketball fan i'll use i'll use michael jordan as an as an example michael jordan was born with natural abilities you know god-given gifts you know which were evident when he came into the league he wasn't even drafted first pick in the draft <laughs> he was third but it wasn't until years later that he got tired of getting his butt kicked by detroit pistons that he honed in on his God-given abilities and amplified them and worked on his craft and later blossomed into, you know, one of the greats in basketball. God's gift wasn't enough. <laughs> you know, he honed in on it. I'll say that again. He honed in on God's gift and zeroed in on it and worked on his craft and then became this great player, you know, one of the greatest players of all time. So we have to do the same. We have to figure out what that thing is that we do. That's something that's it comes easy to us, something that it might be a hobby that you already have, you know, and turn that hobby into a business, figure out how to turn that hobby into a business, how to produce income from that thing that you do, that you love to do, that you would do for free anyway. <laughs> you know, you have no problem doing it for free because you love to do it. But um, there's a way to figure out how to turn it into a business. In uh, the first letter from Peter, chapter four, verse 10, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms says it in the bible sometimes a business like a business is a calling this is how you know it's a calling this when you have a vision i hear this all the time from entrepreneurs early on when we first start in our businesses we have a vision <laughs> and we try to tell other people that vision and you know people don't see it people don't get it people look at you like you're crazy people look at you like what is this guy thinking like what is he i don't even understand what he's talking about but only you see that vision that's because god has that calling for you to do that it's not for other people to understand that's your communication with god <laughs> you know that he's the one that put that in you to go after that you know it's your calling so that's why they call it a vision because only you can see it <laughs> it's not for other people to understand that it. it's not that's between you and the man upstairs that's a gift that he gave you and that's a notion that he gave you that's something he put in your spirit to go after so you know we really need to stop telling people the conversations we sometimes we don't even know we're having those conversations with god with god he put that in us and it's us it's up to us to go after it you know he gave us those gifts it's up to us to nurture those gifts and 
definitely treat them as blessings. Another thing that's important when you look at is business, a physical activity or a spiritual activity is there has to be honesty and integrity in your business, (laughs) you know, in your business dealings. Um, You have to look at it like it's his business. It's not your business. You know, a lot of us, (laughs) we want to be a boss so bad and we want to run things and you know, you can't look at it like that. You have to look at it like it's his business and you work for him, <laughs> you know? And when you look at it that way, then you're more inclined to be honest and have integrity in your business dealings. One thing that drives me crazy is when people do things in business that's not, you know, they're kind of shading their moral compass a little bit. Um, they, they use the phrase, oh, business is business or it's business, it's not personal, those phrases drive me crazy because that means that means that you just did something that you weren't supposed to do. You just did some shady stuff <laughs> in your business and you're trying to you're trying to smooth it over by explaining, oh it's just business, it's not personal, you know, or business is business. You can't use that quote business is business as a convenient explanation for your moral departures in your business. You just can't. It doesn't, you know, you gotta either one way or the other. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In God God's eyes, immorality in, in business is just as important as immorality in marriage. He can't give you he can't give you gifts. He can't give you blessings. You commit to those blessings. You commit to those gifts, and then you do the opposite of what he wants you to do with those gifts. It just it doesn't kind of work that way. In the book of Proverbs uh, 16, verse 11 through 13, God cares about honesty in your workplace. Your business is his business. Good leaders detest wrongdoing of all kinds. A sound leadership has a moral foundation. Good leaders cultivate honest speech and they love advisors around them who tell them the truth. <laughs> Sounds like a spiritual activity to me. Um, Another thing, which I've talked about in a previous episode, um, using your business to be in service of others. This is godly behavior. (laughs) You know, this is godlike behavior. This is the way he wants you to act in your business. When you are using your business to be in service of other people, that's how your business has an impact on the world. I won't go into all of that again, because that's I believe that's episode two, episode um, titled Just Serve. If you need to go back and listen to that again, that definitely applies here when we're talking about your business being a spiritual activity. Be in service <laughs> of others. Another, oh, I got a lot of Bible quotes today. Philippians um, chapter two, verse three and four. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, uh, rather in humility, value others above yourself, not looking at your own interests, but each of you to the interest of others. Be in service to your team, people who work for you. Be in service to people who you do business with, with your customers, with your clientele. Figure out either whether you have a, a B2B business or B2C business, depending what kind of what field you're in. Figure out how you can be in service to all those you have dealings with, whether they work for you or whether they're customers. And trust me, that's a spiritual activity. <laughs> Overcoming challenges. Oof and trusting in God to overcome challenges in your business. Nobody ever in the history of business (laughs) didn't have to deal with challenges, whether it's you're stressing about, you know, am I going to cover monthly expenses? If I'm going to make payroll this week, I'll give you a quick story. When there's trials and tribulations and there's challenges in your business, that should never change the way you operate. It should never. You still, this is the way I operate, period. (laughs) This is the way I run my business, period. 
Satan has a way, and I've spoken of this before, of whispering in your ear during challenging times, oh, you should do this, or cut this corner, or do it like this, and give you ideas of how to get over on people so you could make sure your bottom line is, no, that's not... In the challenging times, you still have to operate the same way with the same integrity. And I'll give you an example. I'll tell you a quick story. Um, years ago, me and a, a few other gentlemen had a company that did club promotions. We threw parties at different clubs in Jersey, in Virginia, in North Carolina, and all over. So one time we were throwing a party at a club in New Jersey. I could talk all day about what it takes, everything you have to do leading up to the night of the event. You know, whether it's being in touch with uh, the graphic designers and the printers to print out flyers and posters being in touch with the street team to make sure flyers are going up around the neighborhood of the place you know flyers are being passed passed out posters are going up being in constant contact with the club owner about you know up to date you know keeping them up to date about what's going on leading up to the event um if you gotta you know sometimes the club promoter pays for half of security in some places you're constantly looking at the budget throughout the whole process leading up to the event um if there's stuff you're hiring people you're hiring for that night where there's a sound guy this specific night we had a sound guy coming and bringing all the audio equipment, the power amps and the speakers and all of that stuff for the DJ, booking the DJ ahead of time um, and paying his deposit so we can get a, get a contract signed for him to be booked that night. Um, just all this stuff that leads up to and making sure all your you know T's across, your I's are dotted leading up to the, is like a juggling act leading up to that night, right? So we get there that night and we're setting up and getting everything ready and different towns operate in different ways. People, you know, some people come late in some places um, some people come early in some places um in in jersey um let's and i forget the exact times this was years ago but let, let's say for example we open doors the 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 owner wants to open doors at 9 30 right but in this town that this event was in the crowd normally doesn't start showing up till let's say 10 30 so you have like we had like an hour gap where people who show up early to get tables we might you know we opened the doors and a few people showed up there was like maybe a dozen people that that came early i'm going around and my partner's going around and we're you know checking with everybody's security um making sure the dj's getting set up making sure this is happening that's happening boom everybody's doing their thing you know making sure everything's on schedule so when the people come they walk into a good time uh, we had a couple of girls that we paid to like host and kind of make sure everybody's having a good time and all of that stuff so we get to the we get to open doors and a few, maybe a dozen people showed up early right so i'm still running around you know checking details and stuff like that before the crowd starts showing up and then the power goes out boom <laughs> no electricity on that entire block for some reason then so we Getting everybody out to, out to the parking lot where there's light because there's no, obviously no light inside. Getting everybody out to the parking lot. We don't know if it's going to be power outage for 20 minutes or if it's going to be 24 hours. <laughs> we don't know. So, I'm, you know, we're on the phone with the electric company in Jersey. It's PSE&G. We're on the phone trying to find out what's going on. And in the yeah, we're in, out in the parking lot trying to make the best of a bad situation. We're out there joking and this and that, blah, blah. But we're trying to, what, what are we doing? <laughs> so now here's the thing. Most club promoters will look at the money they made for the night at the end of the night they'll take all the money they made and then they'll pay people you know okay here's for the dj here's for security here's for the sound guy here's for the girls here's for the, the person 
you know, collecting money at the door for you. You pay everybody under the night and whatever you're left over with is your profit. We didn't do things like that. We we showed up at the event with a stack of envelopes with names on their, names on the envelopes of all the people we had to pay and all their money inside those envelopes before the event even started, right? We had that money from the previous event. The previous event always paid for the next event. So we're in the parking lot. When we get word from the electric company that this was going to be, they're sending people out and they got to have a team looking into it and rebuild a line is down whatever whatever the situation i forget but we realized that we weren't going to have our club night <laughs> and it was a dead night so when i got word i went around to everybody that we were going to pay and i paid everybody for the night even though they didn't work the night <laughs> they were i was sending everybody yo it is what it is you know it's not our fault blah blah, blah. here's what it is but here's your night i paid the dj give you an example the dj he could have signed the contract to be booked somewhere else and he signed with us to book that to play that night. If I send him home and be like, and don't pay him, that leaves a bad taste in his mouth. And he's like, damn, I didn't get paid today. It's a wasted night. I could have worked somewhere else, da, 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 you know? And then the next time I call him, he's not picking up the phone because he lost money with me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you gotta, this is why I say you have to still operate the same way. If I promise I'm gonna pay you X amount, it's not, your, you showed up for work. It's not your fault that the power went out. So we went around paying everybody, passing out all the envelopes here. This is for you. This And everybody was in shock. Like, no, no, we promised you if you showed up, you're going to get paid. So boom, you know, it's good business. <laughs> so I say that to say, to say, to, to make the point of, you know, no matter what the challenge is, did we lose money that night? Oh my God. Yes, we did. hundred <laughs> percent. I don't, you know, thousands of dollars. We lost a lot of money that night and it's, it's not their job to lose money to help us run our business. It's our job as the owners of the company to figure out, you know, in those losses, those nights where we took a loss. It just happens, that's part of business. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So other people shouldn't lose because you lost. So we made sure everybody got paid, everybody was happy. And on top of that, those dozen people that showed up to support us and showed up early. So everybody we paid went home. And then the people who were sitting in the parking lot wondering if the power goes on so they could go in and have a fun night at the club. They all dressed up, got their hair did. And, you know, they wanted they want to drink and dance and have a good time. So we literally took those people and a friend of ours owned another club, you know, maybe two minutes away. We all got in our cars and, and invited everybody to go to this other place and we paid for drinks for those people for that for the night. So, you know, when I say the people who work for you be in service to them and your customers be in service to them. So now those people remember that we still went out and had a good time and damn, man, you know, man, and them paid for the drinks. So next time we got an event, we coming out to support. Always operate with integrity, always do things the right way, always you know, make sure you're taking care of people, be in service of other people, not looking at your interests, looking at the interests of others. All right. That's the way God wants. <laughs> Philippians 4. Oh, I got a lot of a lot of Bible quotes today. Philippians 4, chapter 4, 13. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. So even in those bad times, were, were we stressing? Were we like upset? Were we disappointed? Of course. <laughs> but it's not their problem, it's our problem. So we make sure we take care of them. And in the long run, everything works out. You know what I'm saying? So over overcoming those challenges and trusting in him makes your business a spiritual activity, <laughs> not a physical activity. Understand? It's amazing how many, as I was reading up on this, amazing how many places in the Bible speaks to business ownership. <laughs> you would think that God wants all Christians to start businesses because it's throughout the Bible, it's, it's, they reference business ownership, owning your business. Deuteronomy chapter 8, 
verse 18. But remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth, and so confirms His covenant, His promise, which He swore to your ancestors as it is still today. I'll say it again. But remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth, and so confirms His covenant, His promise to us, which He swore to our ancestors as it still is today. Trust me, owning a business is a spiritual activity, not a physical activity. Um, it's in your best interest to treat it as such. And I'll end with this. Um, I read this earlier today and I thought it was, um, you know, a lot of times we like to take things like I spoke of earlier. We like, you know, gold. They try to make gold look bad and make money look bad and, and make, you know, wealth look bad. Like, you know, you, if you're a Christian, you're not supposed to be wealthy. You know, there's some churches where they're preaching you're supposed to be poor, but then the pastor is the wealthiest person in the room, um, which kind of makes no sense. Um, so I read this, I read this earlier and it kind of made sense in this for this episode. The distortion of something good like gold must not make us think that the thing itself is evil. Money, like sex, is a gift from God. Both are good in themselves, providing us with many opportunities to glorify him. Both came from God and were present in paradise before man fell. So please understand that owning a business is a spiritual activity and i'll leave it right there as always in parting i am manny de rosa and there to be great people peace